Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Need a long commercial break to settle back down after shock your mock. Always. Not gonna lie, that that got a little more aggressive than I wanted to get, Brent. That's on me. That's on me. I'm still disappointed we didn't play a little pit bull music. Like I said, I want to keep it as calm and collected as possible. I thought I did a pretty good job, but you play pit bull, you're asking for issues. Hey, just so you know, man, this is a marathon, not a race. I know. All right. I mean, we got till well, April twenty ninth. People yesterday want me to do more than one a day. I Are know you it. kidding me? I know. I mean, you might as well get me on what's the Lipitor for your heart? <laughs> Yeah. So, so grandpa's pick? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mom's getting me on some <laughs> Lipitor. I'm not wrong. Right? Hey, Am I, I wrong? I don't think so. So, so what are we laughing at? Grandpa's hey, we pick just, Lipitor. We just went down to the, the sales, grandpa, hey, sales department on line one. Give me some Lipitor Austin endorsements. Lane, some Lipitor endorsements. Yeah. I mean, if, if I recall that, my grandpa used to pop those like Tic Tacs. <laughs> so, yeah, give me some Lipitor, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We'll give you something, Grandpa Takes. I don't know what, but. Hey, I'm to the point. Give me any. I will sling so much Lipitor you have no idea. Hey, you know, I'm still young, but I got to watch out for my cholesterol in my heart, right? Yeah, I do MMA, but I also want to knock out cholesterol. Lipitor. Done. That's the video right started. there. That's the endorsement video right there. He just did it. Kuzki, can I for me and send that to them right now? You're right. Appreciate you. How much Lipitor have you done in the last couple of days, too, or whatever? Uh, none. None for me. I did hear you say Taylor Twelman, though, and I came running. Yeah, I'm like, there oh, we go. That was an attraction. They, they want to talk rang. about soccer. There was a friendly today we could talk about if you wanted to. You don't yeah, want to. Okay. No, there's a – I saw that, actually. Yes, there's Gino Dest with a, a heck of a goal for the they're, U.S. They're actually, Jamaica. like – you got people excited. The U.S. men's national team, though, don't they? Like, yeah, it, it could be pretty good. all these young guys, yeah, too. Yeah. It could be, like, trending the in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you poach enough guys from other countries, that's going to happen. Sergino, by the way, a Dutch Dutch player, Dutch-ish. Okay. You can still be multiple, you know, and that's why he's on the American Dutch-ish. side. Dutch-ish. <laughs> Dutch-ish. Okay. Well, you know, he, well, he had the decision to claim between, does he want to be on the Dutch national team or the U.S. national team? I mean, so from his perspective. Yeah. Probably more playing time on the U.S. national yeah. team right away, so that's what the the decision was. Could he transfer to the Dutch team eventually, or once, is he once, once you play a certain number of caps, you're committed. You're, you're committed. Lo- you're locked in. Really? Yeah. Even so, if you like, you change like your residency and you like you live in a new country. Yeah. Once you still... once you've made that that choice, you've okay. made that choice. But there's like a grace period at the beginning. It's not like the Olympics where you can like be like a millionaire and like live in this country and say, hey, I'm gonna do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's the sport. I, I'm I'm going cross country skiing for from for Antarctica. Yeah. Really, yeah. I feel like there's there's a couple of those yeah. countries yeah. though. No, they like, there yeah. is that. I like, mean, you're Olympian, but yeah, you're a millionaire and you kind of bought your way on. But yeah, that's yeah cool. I'm still trying to job. figure out. If if I can be a part of some country I haven't yet heard of. Yeah. Well, as a Dutch American, I'm very proud of what Sergino has done for okay. Team USA. Brent, should we go like a bobsledding? Well, you, how good of a driver are you? <laughs> no, seriously, I once I'm considered I once considered signing up for bobsledding. You would to, be good a bobsledder, right? Not no, driving. No, I don't no, think you, so. Well, you're the takeoff guy. Yeah, I'm the takeoff. Thank you, yeah. Stuart, the takeoff guy. So if you're a two-man team. Brent's leading the ship. Yeah. And you're giving the, the quick start. How's your uh, sounds like the how's show? Your <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like you just, sounds like you just yeah. described the show. 
We're on wheels. We're yeah, a bobsled we team. Right. We're on wheels. We're and, then, and then all of a sudden, Brett's <laughs> mic cuts out when he's on location, and then Coos just takes it into the wall. Turn four is deadly. What was the movie? Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Yeah. They were cool Runnings. They were on wheels before they were on skates. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then the practice on wheels. And, and, and then John Candy's just shaking his head, just like, <laughs> yeah, just like our boss does pretty much every single day he walks Coos in. Who's is John Candy. Yeah, for sure. Trying to tell you what to do. Austin's got an egg in his shirt. Oh, for sure. Don't wear the egg. Sanka, right? Yeah. Sanka? Yeah. You're dead, man. You're dead, man. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little, uh, little lesson here. Now that you're talking bobsledding. Bobsled lesson. Oh, we're going to get some. You get a school on bobsledding? No. Okay. We in Jacksonville have a an Olympic bobsledder that lives here. Go on. Uh, Vanetta Flowers. Okay. Uh, she was on the also U.S. Track Olympic and field, team. Right? What's that? Did she also do track and field as her start before bobsledding? She might have. Kind of like uh, Lolo Jones did that, too. Uh, yes. Uh, chased, she chased the gold in track and field yeah. and then switched to bobsledding and I think participated in the first ever women's Olympic bobsled team. Ah, cool. Well, she lives uh, down in St. John's County. Her um, neighbors. One of, yeah, they are kind of, they are actually in the neighborhood. I, I don't know them very well, uh, but I know the kids went to school with one of their kids and one of them was at Creekside, now is at Bowles. Jaden Flowers uh, oh, yeah. plays baseball for him. Hmm. And uh, he's a good player. He's going to go to Tallahassee Community College to play baseball. So, But uh, there you go. Some bobsled pedigree if we want some lessons. That's what I'm like getting at that, here. Man. So a little history are, lesson are you for you. But what? Are you in? I'm in. You, you, you got soft feet? You got soft feet? No, because you, you, you can't skate. Uh, well. Well, you get Hey. I can You're on ice. Okay. <laughs> if he could just steer the thing, he's good. All right, I'm going to be honest right now. I'll drive back with, from Ohio. With, was pretty with, good with, with the, the confidence that you're bringing to the table and the athleticism of Stuart Weber being a former cross country runner. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah. And oh. soccer? Soccer. Soccer too. Right. Okay. We're we're, we're going to have a bobsled off here you between stop? you two. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop at the athleticism <laughs> of Stuart Weber. Here's, here's, here's what we're going to do. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh wow! Oh wow, Stuart, get him. Ran a marathon for Pete's sake. What are we doing here? All I'm going to say is we're gonna, I'm going to set up an obstacle course in the parking lot maybe sometime next week. It's going to be 10 yards, and there's going to be obviously something to mimic ice. I don't know what I can do for that yet. It's Jacksonville, so that's going to be hard. But I want to see who's going to be the faster guy, and then I'll take you in the bobsled team, and we'll, we'll go together. So we're going the two-man bobsled. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going four-man. I'm not going to deal with four people in that small of a sled. There's no way. Do you think you could go train for the bobsled for the next three, four years and, and make a run at it? <sighs> with with my mentality, Brent? I have, I have no idea. I don't know. I, I wonder I mean, if you're too tall for that, too. I, I feel like the, the height thing is really coming into, into play. You guys are underestimating. Like, I can get in a cramped space if I have to. I've, I have good mobility and flexibility. Yeah, I, can I, make would, it happen. I would think that. Yeah. I think, like, my shot on astronauts not going to happen because I'm too tall. But I think a Bob said I can make it work. You got to duck down and trust Brent. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, like I said, another get, metaphor gotta, for the show. I got yeah. I got <laughs> Literally, literally me when I go home and hit my car after the show. In the fetal position, and I'm trying to trust Brent. Like, I hope this works out, but, man, I don't know sometimes. Yeah. Be honest with you, I think that's more me. <laughs> that describes me. The show's going off the rails. We're not coming back tomorrow. We're not coming back tomorrow. Steph just comes home with the kids here in the fetal position yeah, on the know, ground. You crash, like, in the bobsled, you kind of flip. When we crash on this show, we go off the damn like oh, yeah. okay. over the, the whole over the edge. whatever that thing is. We're yeah. we're we're, the we're, we're, we're going the skeleton course or whatever that other 
<laughs> racing one is skeleton. That's crazy. Skeleton, Luge, the they do the same course, but yeah, skeleton. Oh, it's, crazy. The, same, it's yeah. the same track. Yeah, same track. Skeletons and who grows like I can see like you see cool runnings. Okay, I want to be a bobsledder. Yeah, maybe actually maybe does look there's cool. that. Then you're like, okay, I'll do the luge. It's only me. Yeah. But then you're like, you know what? No, I'm gonna go head first instead. Let's what kind of sociopath? What are we seriously? Doing? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's no way, dude. I'm sorry. Are, like, are I'm, this, I, I don't yeah. look this up. It's like skeleton. Are you like? Is it super smaller? people like is it like a, a jockey for I don't horse racing right like, yeah yeah if you're four foot five then hey guess what hey ty if you don't grow a couple more inches we're taking you to ocala i mean can we be on you're gonna be an olympian dang it yeah, let's go you're gonna be five foot three uh, little, riding horses I'm in saratoga brother. Highlight, <laughs> highlight over there too. You, can, you can play that I mean, hey, they get, listen make a lot of money in horse racing yeah, you can. But I just wonder if the skeleton is kind of like, hey, I wanted to do this in bobsled, or I wanted to do this in a luge, but I couldn't. Yeah. I, I don't know the body type. I don't if know. Why, I don't know why you. I don't. I can't connect why it would be smaller or bigger oh, for one so, or the other, because you probably whoa. want the size for the momentum. Yeah, there's probably a, cer- a certain amount of mass that you, you want know? there. Yeah. Well, I think you have to weigh a certain thing, or else they they, they, they weigh the, the sled, oh, sled, sled, sled down. The, yeah, sled. yeah. Like jockeys. Oh, check this out. Like jockeys. Hey, shout out to ABC News. The average uh, height of every Olympic winter athlete. Oh. Here we go, right here. Right. Skeleton and bobsled. Uh, average size. They actually put them together. Well, no. See, this is different because the bobsled you think is a lot bigger because for the bulky yeah, guys. So, yeah. but the average for a skeleton it says it's five ten one seventy five. That's what um. Kyle Tress, who so is like an I American athlete, fits the bill. 5'10", 175. I'd have to lose a couple of LBs, but I could do that. Yeah. A couple of nuts in your head, too, to want to do that. Yeah, yeah. a few screws loose. I don't know where you were going with that. Uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> what about the bobsled average? See, it says the bobsled kind of fits the same mold, but I don't buy into that. Like it, it says, skeleton and bobsled. Five You're ten. out. Has there ever been a 6'6 bobsledder? Not yet, Brent. Call me, call me the, the Rosa Parks of uh, bobsledding. I when I, when like, I, uh, like, the first six six guys going to be in there. I feel like Cool Runnings. Some of those Jamaican guys were big or yeah. tall. Yeah. What was what was the big dude's name? They it were, was uh, they were all Yo Brenner. They were all sprinters. I know. So I think she got a taller yeah, build, right? Yo, Yo Brenner was like six three, dude, in yeah. that movie. He was yeah. big. Yeah. Well, six six and six three is a big actor. difference. Not I know the actual person. Well, I know, but based off a true story. Just think, well, hey, you're six six. Yes, it was based on there you go. You're six six. And, and the events happened. And the events happened in real time. Okay. If you're six six in that bobsled, you don't get down. You better hope there's not a subtle. <laughs> yeah, they, they got those little spots you got to duck under, probably. Listen, can we put, Brent, I don't like how you're coming at me right now because like you keep on saying that I can't be a bobsledder, and like if you keep on putting this in my brain when I'm done with MMA, then I have to go do bobsledding now. Wow. Like, I have to tell my family, hey, I know I said when the MMA is done, I'm done competing and I can focus on our family, but no, Brent says I can't be a bobsledder, so I have to go be a bobsledder. This is a deep dive conspiracy theory. Steph just doesn't want to see you in the cage anymore. <laughs> so you want to see me on ice going 100 miles per hour? <laughs> he figures looks less gruesome at least on TV. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's crashes sometimes. I think the best way to test it is you get on a longboard over at Kona and then just ride through the skate park and see if you can manage that. I don't need a longboard. I got my skateboard at home. You see me in the, on Twitter doing my thing. Well, I'm saying for multiple people on it. Oh, it's I got gotcha. you. Know, All right. You know. Well, I'll bring my skateboard tomorrow. Brent, we'll get on it together and we'll... <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and make that happen. Oh, boy. <laughs> Please do that. Go ahead and make Speaking that happen. Shock your mock. <laughs> shock your hey. heart after the heart hey, attack. All right. Here's, here's, let's get a little football. I know that was kind of fun. But uh, Stuart Weber does join us. Hope you had a good little trip down to the Keys. Um, yep. I, I'm I'm a little baffled at the Gardner Minshew stuff. Yeah. We, we talked a lot of Gardner Minshew, okay? Gardner Minshew, I think, his time's done in Jacksonville. Uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been an interesting one. It's It's... 
it's disconnected in many ways. So Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl tweets something today and basically said that the Jags derailed his progression and possibility to be a starting quarterback in the NFL because they were tanking. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not the whole truth. Because, first of all, there was a hidden injury. He wasn't playing well. But I, I felt like the fans went like, hey, Jim Nagy, you don't know what the heck you're talking about. But he really doesn't. This is doesn't. all on Minshew. Yeah. I think what Nagy might have been referring to is something that I've referenced in the past is why didn't he come back in? Like, wh why didn't he get back in at, once he was healthy? Sure. Right? And so what he's basically saying, and, and listen, we had these conversations, if we're being real. It's like, okay, Doug Marone, you keep telling us you're trying to win, but are you really playing your best guy? Right? Yeah. We, we wondered no, that. that. So I mean, that might we be also, more what Nagy's referencing. I'm not here to defend Nagy. Yeah. What I'm more interested in is the fans' reaction to that. The fans are so – they're like over it. Yeah. They're like, see ya. Down the road, Gardner Minshew. We loved you for a minute, but we don't anymore. You're not good. You weren't good. I yeah, was a little it's, surprised it's a little by the reaction – by some. I mean, this is Twitter. It's not everybody. Yeah. But I was surprised. I, I, are, are they really that much off the Minshew train? Did people fall out of – were they that much on the side of the organization last year when it came to Minshew and the hiding of the injury potentially, the not playing? They thought this was Minshew's fault more so than the organization. I thought fans would side with Minshew more and yeah. be like, why isn't he playing? Now, listen, the fans are smart around here. We saw the long game. The long game was what it was, and everybody was kind of rooting for the 1-15 and in the Trevor Lawrence. So there is a little bit of that to hide it. But there's almost like a little bit of uh, nastiness toward Minshew now, mm -hmm. it felt like today. And, and some of that stuff I saw. I mean, this is a guy everybody wanted to celebrate, lift up, and, and we, we loved it for a few months. And now the fans are just like, see you later, man. We got our next guy. Is it as simple as that? I think it is as simple as that because what we're seeing and what Gardner Minshew is going to realize if he hasn't already, uh, one of the hardest truths of the NFL is it doesn't matter how cool you are, how nice you are, how much of a meme kind of guy you are with your jean shorts and your bandana and your mustache, which I celebrate, I'm all about. But if you're not winning football games, you're not good to anybody. And and, and that's the fact. There, there'll be a small majority of people that will always have your back and everything, and they'll celebrate the kind of guy that you are. But a majority of and it doesn't matter if it's in Jacksonville, Green Bay, it doesn't matter. If you're not having success on the field and you're not winning ball games, and there's better um, stuff on the horizon, there's a new guy coming in, you're an afterthought. And, and they're going to forget about you. They're going to forget all the good, the good that you did. And they're going to say, yeah, we're on to the next one, Gardner Minshew. We'll see you later. And that's where we're at right now. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's that. It's the fact that, all right, we're moving on to Trevor Lawrence, and we're going to block all of our ex's social media. You know? <laughs> yeah. We're, well, we're yeah. completely wiping out that aspect in the last two years. And, yes, maybe it's coming with a little extra vitriol that you wouldn't expect from, you know, such a fan-loved player. I mean, think about how many people have these number 15 jerseys and the the Gardner mustaches and, you know, everything that came it's along crazy. with the, the Minshew mania. Yep. Brett, um, but looking I, at you. I think they're doing... As, as much as they possibly can to put it in the rearview mirror and get ready for the future. And when you think about, you know, would you want to have this guy who is such a fan favorite hanging around and posing any sort of threat? And no, there's no threat to Trevor Lawrence. But you know what I'm saying? Like, would you want that one who's got all these great memories in your back pocket? Or do you just want to completely split and move on to the next thing? And I know it's a different scenario here, but was like Blake Portals ever treated this way on his way out? I didn't feel it. I think people were over Blake, wondered if Blake would ever be good, but there was still like this cool natured thing about Blake that like 
how do you hate that guy, right? Even when they gave him a new contract, too. Yeah, I mean, listen, there were plenty of doubters on Blake from a football standpoint. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if there was ever a love affair with Blake either that Minshew had. So the gap was not this wide. Mm. Like, I really sense, uh, by the way, your examples are a good one. Uh, The ex-girlfriend kind of treatment, like, okay, see you later. But I don't know. It just feels a bit harsh over these last couple of days. Like, why is he a villain? Like, you can sit here and tell me stuff in the building, the hiding injury. He wasn't as good as everybody said. It didn't work out. All that stuff you get in Trevor Lawrence. But unless I'm misinterpreting this, my perception by some, and I wanted this to be perfectly clear. Twitter is not necessarily everybody, okay? It's a small population, and and it could just be some of the tweets that I saw. So I'm not telling you everybody in Jacksonville feels this way. But there was kind of this narrative today that almost like he's the villain. Get him out of here. See you yeah. later. Like, I, I, did, did Minshew earn that? No. To, to yeah. echo Stewart's point, though, I don't think it's the fact that Minshew's a bad guy or he's a villain. He's just a reminder of what was. And people are on to the next thing. New regime, um, a bunch of new players, a new quarterback. People don't want to live in the past with a guy that's associated to the worst season in Jaguars history. That's exactly it. Now, that worst season got you Trevor Lawrence, so it is what it is there. But they don't want to be known as, you know, the starting quarterback of the worst team in franchise history. So yeah. you wash your hands of it. You say, we'll see you later. Now, in time, I think people will come back around and say, hey, remember that whole Minshew mania thing? Like, that was crazy. They'll remember 2019. They won't remember 2020. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fair. That's a good point. I mean, listen, his record didn't turn out to be that good. Uh, He played well the first two games, didn't play well after that. This is not me standing for Minshew to say, man, he really should be the guy. He should be. I just, I'm really uh, was taken aback by some of the reaction of the fan. Again, you can tell, we talked about this yesterday. The perception in the building versus outside the building is different. I've been told that for months. Um, And what that means, I don't even still know. But. We, we question whether, hey, if you're a quarterback in that position in the NFL, can you be kind of a look-at-me guy? Even if you're not the guy saying it, your actions kind of indicate it. Can yeah. you do that? And I think Cam Newton's run into that in the past, right? The stuff he wears at a press conference, <laughs> look-at-me guy. You better perform, and when you don't, people are like, that's a look-at-me guy in the quarterback position. You're not supposed to be doing that, right? Yeah. You're supposed to be t- pumping up the rest <laughs> of the team, deflecting. So I understand why inside the building some of that stuff might not be – Great. And, yeah. and people might interpret it, especially old school coaches, maybe older players. He's just a young guy, hasn't proven it enough. Like, I understand where that could get a little sideways internally. But they sure jumped all over his handing out mustaches for games and all the stuff that he brought along yeah, with and it. That's, well, in fairness, though, that's not the locker room. That's the promotions. That's the building. And, and they should. They, yeah. they should try to sell tickets and try to do that stuff. See, yeah. I guess, did he do all that happen so fast that maybe some of the old school coaches, some of the players didn't appreciate, didn't love it? Or maybe there was more Minshew that we don't know about internally. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just re- see – go ahead. Regardless, though, I don't understand the fans' well, yeah. reaction to it. I just see a guy with Gardner Minshew, and I talked about it when we met him at the Senior Bowl. This guy knows exactly who he is, and the only way person he knows how to be is himself, and he's genuine. So, like, when you rock those jean shorts and that mustache and the mullet now that he's got, like, I don't think that's – like, hey, look at me. I just think this is a guy who loves to have fun and takes road trips in the RVs across the country, and he's just uh, a kind of an enigma, yeah. if you will. And, and he's different like that. Like, I remember when Ryan Fitzpatrick was going through Ryan Fitzmagic, 
and he's wearing these track suits and these gold chains and these shades. To me, that's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, the guy went to Harvard. You mean to tell me you went to Harvard and I wearing a track suit and shades inside with a gold chain? Like, no. That, that was an act, man. Like, you were embracing your character, but guess what? Like, everyone loved it. And even when you started to struggle a little bit, like, nobody looked down you and said, well, remember that whole Fitzmagic thing? What yeah. a joke. Like, I don't think but he was 35, not I know, 24. But I don't think his teammates looked at him and been like, well, dude, you got to stop doing this. Is it? No, it, it, it's fun. Now, with Minshew's standpoint, once again, you're bringing in a new guy and it's going to be different. But, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that we should. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Minshew's doing all this act and doing all this facade, but we talked to his family. We talked to the people that know him. This is who he is. And if you can't celebrate someone for who they are, 100% genuine, regardless if it's the quarterback position or not, then let's take a look at ourselves and be like, what are we talking about, guys? Yeah, and I'm listen, I'm curious now because I think we went to his hometown, and that does seem like who he is. Mm-hmm. But what is he like internally? You know, what has he been like as a teammate? What's he like when things don't go well? You know, uh, does he get too caught up in in the persona? I mean, because that's possible, I would think. So I think uh, it's it's something to I want to at least just look into that a little bit more because I'm a little surprised, not so much at the internal. Hey, it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. But the external, like almost like he's a villain. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just don't I I never saw even through all this Minshew kind of coming across in in that villain kind of way where the fans were like, see you later, man. Thanks. We appreciated like the twelve games and the 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 eight months and that was fun, but, but that's we're it. on to the next one. And, and no, listen, uh, you just said it. Darth Minshew yeah. r- jumps in. It's like when you're dating someone, but someone hotter comes along. You suddenly see every flaw and pretend everything they do is wrong to get out of the relationship. Badlands McNally says his shtick is much less fun when you aren't winning, and how much he started forcing it probably had an expiration date anyway. Did he force it? I don't know. Like I, I is that who he is? It's, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because the results on the field. It dictated that it wasn't going to be loved when he started losing. So yeah, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're Tim Tebow or if you're Gardner Minshew. If you're not winning football games, people will turn on you. Oh yeah, and you know that's fair. And listen, there is an element of Minshew, and I don't know if I fault him for this. I think we've had these discussions. He tried to take advantage of the 15 minutes of fame. You know, he did memorabilia deals. Mm-hmm. He did some shows. He was the then, RV <clears> thing. <throat> like then do our show, but it's okay. Uh, you know the the mm-hmm. brand he he. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tried mm-hmm. to jump on the brand a little bit, but knowing that he really might only have these 15 minutes yeah. of fame, and as it turns out, he might have just had that 15 minutes of fame. He got to make a few extra bucks. Yeah. He got to have fun with it. Uh, and I, like I even wondered at the time, and when we had these conversations, this isn't being different in hindsight, when he's doing the Uncle Rico stuff, everybody's enjoying it, having fun with it. How do his teammates feel about it? Is he too young to be doing that? Has he done enough right yet to do that? Yeah, and And as that plays out, I don't know if it's the teammates, the coaches, the whatever. And, again, the hand injury thing, whatever that was, uh, is significant in all of this, you know, from a trust standpoint inside the building. And then I do think the aligning with the potential number one pick is significant in the last six weeks of the season, him not playing more. I I think as as you look back, if you're being honest with yourself, the idea that that number one pick was in play with Trevor Lawrence waiting in the wings – I think that had to be real discussions. They'll never admit it, but it, it would be smart discussions, quite frankly. And yeah. <laughs> as you look at it, it still brings up the question: Why, why, why is it such a negative thing right now from the fans? Yeah, and it, you would think if if this was the case, you would just be like, "All right, move on, we're done," but not not turn per se in this manner. But you know, fans hold on to everything, man. Yeah. They hold yeah. on to everything until yeah. it's good again, and, I, it's, and it's not good yet. I will tell so. you this: I had a conversation with somebody. 
about uh, a couple weeks after the injury. Maybe it was a week and a half after the injury. Dave Caldwell. Last year. No, it wasn't Caldwell. Dave Caldwell. No, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't anybody inside the Jacks building. And that person said something to the least. effect of, I can't believe how much people have turned on. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, I was like, well, really, have they? I mean, it's just kind of the nature of it. You're losing. People get frustrated. They've lost a lot around here. Like I always say to that, too. You've lost a lot around here. You might be 6-10, and 10, but this organization over 12 years is like 6-210. and 210, yeah. Okay? So you feel that as a player. But maybe that wasn't too far from the truth. And then if know? that's the case, then why would he want to be here still and probably request a trade? Yeah. Um, I'm but just, I'm my just... point is, though, I think it's more and more maybe like the Jags want to get rid of him than he wants out. Yeah. But it might be mutual. Yeah. I'm just waiting to turn on Marcel's fan, uh, flag football team once they start losing. Ooh. We can finally turn on them. Are got they, another Bob's letter. Right did, did you hear what he did last week? No. So, he, you know, he did the late show and I did the early. Yeah. Like, we had a slug in there, in TV terms, to oh, put yeah. something else into the show. So he out of his team after he scored six touchdowns that night. He had a the six game. touchdown night. That's six worth touchdown it. night. Well, no, so he put it on else, the TV someone show? Someone else should say it about you, <laughs> yeah. not you about He's yourself. Surprised he didn't ask to come on the show and be That's nominated for our Athlete of the Week. Go vote, by the way, ESPN690.com. Add him to the vote. Did not you, for Marcel. Did you put me on there when I played the Giants? I did. Okay, good. Okay. Did, did, did you? Then we're all good. You I, did, I think did, you did. Did you? <laughs> did you? Oh, oh, yeah, on TV. I thought you meant Athlete of the Week. I'm like, no, you're oh, on Athlete of the Week. Oh, no, Jackson. Athlete of the Week, let's go. Athlete of the Week brought to you by yes. Out of the Avenues is yeah. a high school thing. You're yes. not eligible. You can't be uh, eligible to be not. Iola Scandinavia is outside the viewing area. Uh, one other thing, <laughs> by the way, about the Gardner Minshew. Do you see his Instagram post? No. Free Bird. Yeah. Leonard Skinner. It's, oh. it's on brand, though. Yeah, oh. definitely yeah, yeah. on brand. Yeah, we'll yeah. be back on ESPN 6. Brent Martineau. I, play, I finished hey. second, right? I lost in the championship yeah. to you. Austin Lane. I, hey, you know what? You didn't win, okay? I That's did, all that matters. I didn't win. <laughs> don't, don't worry about what you did last year. You no. didn't win. I okay? didn't win, and yeah. I auto-drafted. <laughs> That's right. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. There are super talented skill position players in this draft. The value beyond the quarterbacks at the top of this draft is in all of the offensive playmakers. It's in a receiver named Jamar Chase out of LSU, the two kids from Alabama, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell, and the tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. That's where the value is. If you're the Eagles, you take one of them, put that guy on the field for Jalen Hurts and give him a chance to maximize your options, or the third option, which I think you could make an equally compelling argument for, which is, you need so much in Philly, do you let some Someone else come up and take either a quarterback or one of those guys, trade back a little bit and try and add picks. Because what you need is players. Right now, they probably have as little talent on their roster as just about any team in the entire NFL. Mike Greenberg, ESPN. Listen to him right here on ESPN 690 on a daily basis. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Action Sports, Jack Stewart Weber, Marcel Robinson just walked in. I don't know if he's going to get a mic. It's a full house. Cruise. Ears are burning. As well. I mean, this is unbelievable. The band is together. The band is together. The, the eight team's back. From, we have a picture in Miami. The eight team picture. That you, was you, a good you, picture. You remember that. That's fine. I do. That, that doesn't stick out to you, and that's fine. It was a good night. I, I took that picture very seriously. That was and a really I, good picture. And I'm proud of that he picture. He apparently doesn't love it didn't when I a plane comes together. Didn't I have a cigar? <laughs> you didn't have a cigar? Did. Where did we get that from? Yeah. Yeah, we had a cigar and everything, man. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I think, by the way, what Greenberg just said, I think there are a bunch of teams that you're going to ask on draft night in this first round, especially in the top 15, what kind of kahunas did they have? Yeah. Right. I mean, because there are teams that are going to pass on a quarterback, one of these guys, mm-hmm. that could get 
a tremendous quarterback going forward if this class is as good as everybody thinks. Yeah. And they're going to pass because they think they have their guy, a Jalen Hurts, a Tua. <laughs> you know, Carolina I don't think is going to pass, but, I mean, a Teddy Bridgewater. You know, whatever Washington's doing at QB. There are those kind of teams out there that uh, really could pay the price for years and years to come. Well, let me ask you this real quick. Let's go through the list. I want to hear if you're going to pass or you're going to uh, pass on the quarterbacks at hand or you're going to keep the or you're going to pick a new quarterback basically. Miami, Tua, you confident in him? Or are you going to pass on him and go someplace else? No, I would pick another quarterback. Really? Over Tua. Yeah. One year. Dang, Brent. I I mean that's cojones, you said it. I no, I and that's a great example of it. Listen, I have this um First of all, the Miami Dolphins are pretty good anyway. Okay? Sure. This is a luxury pick for Miami Dolphins in a weird way. Okay. Nobody thought they would have the third. You don't have a third pick coming off this time of year. You have an 18th pick like they have. But the Houston Texans. Thanks, Laramie. You're right. The Tunsil <laughs> trade, you got a lot for them, and then the Texans were bad. When the Texans are trading Laramie Tunsil and their picks and all that, I'm for they Tunsil. thought they'd be giving not, a 20th pick yeah, away. They can maybe, yeah. if it's on the yeah. back end one right. way or another. Even if it's bad, it's An like AFC a AFC South pick, title right? pick. Sure, sure. Yeah. They don't think they're giving them the third overall yeah. pick. Mm-hmm. And so in in that alone... I just want to be consistent. This is something I've said for a long time. I don't understand why teams don't pick more quarterbacks more often, and especially when you're in this situation. Point being, Miami's got a pretty good roster. If Tua doesn't work, they're not getting back up to three for the next few years because they're at least mediocre good enough. The question you have to ask yourself is not Tua can be good enough to win nine games. Can he compete in the AFC East? It's can he win you a Super Bowl? That's the question you're asking yourself. Yeah. And so if you're not sure of that answer, why not they take a guy like Trey Lance, who you could sit down for a little bit, learn behind Tua, and now you have two guys. And then you do what Washington because, did, man. You go RG3 and Cousins, and you got one, or you trade the other, whatever it might be. I I don't see why teams don't do that more often if they have a question mark. Because you don't know, though, about Tua. And you invested a first-round pick in him last year. So, like, to me, do you take, like, a Jamar Chase out of LSU, probably the best wide receiver in this class? And help him. And help him and say, okay, well, here you go, man. We gave you the receiver, so now let's see what you got. If, if you can't make it with him, then next year we're going someplace else. So we're all in the Miami room right now, okay? Yeah. And we're having these discussions. Yeah. And there's me that says that. Yeah. What I just said. There's you that says that. Yep. Stewart's going to say, hey, I can see both sides, guys, but, you know, or maybe we should really help two out and get Penny Sewell, you know, build sure. that offensive line. We, we replace Laramie Tussle's not going to cost us $18 million. We got a guy in a rookie deal that's better, right? Mm-hmm. So now we have all these deals. They're all good points. My point being in this conversation is somebody's going to make the right decision and the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And those decisions are going to really hamper the organization for years to come because if you pass the quarterback, you might be passing on a very good quarterback by the rankings and experts and what people think, at least with those top four or five guys. It, feel, it feels Stuart, to me... Well, well, first of all, what are you going to do? Because you're the deciding vote here. Are we keeping two or are we going someplace else? I think you're keeping two or you're not well, picking another quarterback. Okay, there it is. I so think sorry, you're, you're picking somebody to help oh, no, two. It's okay. My majority rules are hurt. They should be. But <laughs> I, I noted down in my book that I said we should take a quarterback, so when yeah. two is out of the league in two years, <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> you guys are two and I've still got a job. You both on Twitter. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the way I see it, if you're getting that other quarterback, you're really hedging your bet. You know, you're yeah. you're sacrificing, you know, what is that amazing, you know, top of the first round pick for a backup plan, which exactly. you'll yeah. end up trading one of those guys away for, say, say a third rounder or fourth rounder. So, you, you know, you're as your hedge. 
Like that's how you have to kind yeah. of see it. Is one of these guys is going to lose value? That's why I'm a you're bad not, gambler, by the way. You do yeah, that often. You're not going to get a first round value back for whatever you trade either of these guys for. All right. Next, should we keep on going? Here? Yeah. Okay. Give me another team. Next situation: Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons, I think, would be silly to not invest in a quarterback. In the first round, though? Yes. Okay. Again, fourth overall pick. They are guaranteed to get what many would believe is a high-quality player. Sure. Even, okay. They have a new regime. Yes. They have Matt Ryan, who, again, has been very good. Yeah, let's go back to the numbers last year real quick, though. Because Aaron Rodgers is up there in age, too, and he proved a lot of people wrong. He's you know? 33, but there's a big difference between Aaron Rodgers and, and okay. Matt Ryan. So Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan can't move. So Matt Ryan went 4-12 and 12 last year. Not good, obviously. 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Listen, yeah. I think Matt Ryan's still good. Yeah. I bring in, again, I use Trey Lance as an example. It's a great spot for Trey Lance because you don't, you think Trey Lance is probably a little green. He doesn't need to go start right away. You can sit behind Matt Ryan mm-hmm. for the next year maybe even two mm-hmm. while you build that roster up with all your other picks and free agency and you build a roster that might be good to hand the torch off when you think it went downhill fast for Matt Ryan. I think the Atlanta Falcons sit in a spot where, yeah, I want to win quick. I want to win right now, but I also got a plan and I'm not going to be in the top five very often, most likely sure. with this organization. And I got a quarterback that I really like. Again, you have to know the teams have to have on their board is the caveat here is how much do they like a guy? I'm not saying pick Trey Lance just because he's there. You got to like Trey Lance. You know, you got to like one of the guys there and that's their evaluation process. But if you are the guy in the room in Atlanta, you do like Trey Lance. You believe in Trey Lance. Yeah. You actually think there's an outside Trey, Trey chance. Trey Lance, the second, best guy in the draft you could get him as the fourth quarterback potentially off the board yeah well then i would say austin lane you go invest in that guy right now sure and you be ready for when the torch is passed that's true but i also see a division right now where obviously you have tampa bay who you know super bowl contenders once again but you have the new orleans saints right now that might be on the back burner a little bit because true. of the quarterback situation so are we in win now mode or win in the future mode or are you in both but you're not going to beat tampa right so you have to uh, tell yourself yeah. we're not good enough to probably beat tampa i want to measure myself right now against what carolina is doing I got a new regime. I want to be ahead of Carolina over the next five years. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about the Falcons. You don't have this question of have we provided Matt Ryan with the weapons. True. He's got the weapons. He's got now, two, two of the best. Can they healthy, though? It's a big question, yeah. Mark. But he's had the weapons over the years. Yeah. So you don't have that question. Oh, well, what if we just give him that one more piece? He's had the pieces. Well, last one real quick before we go to break. 49ers. Well, it's interesting, right? Because there's some scuttlebutt that they yeah, might trade is. for Mitchell, right? There is. When, when you could get, where are they picking again? Eight? Uh, where are they? Well, I mean, some no, mock, not eight Carolinas. Eight. Yeah, but some mock drafts had them trading up to get guys like a Trey Lance or a Zach Wilson. But do you know where Zach they Wilson sit was the fall right now? Uh, they're at number twelve right now. Okay, so that's a little far down, but uh, I would. Like for instance, I the, think yes, I would go if if somebody were to fall, like a Lance or somebody again you like. I don't know if I would aggressively go get, but okay. if somebody lands in my lap, I'm going to get that guy. But you're not going to go out of your way, though. I'm not moving up to get. With I've got a $120 million guy under contract. Sure. Stewart, get a weapon. Yeah. Not a quarterback. <laughs> they have weapons, though, man. If they can stay healthy. There's well, that's weapons the thing. They're 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 a football team that they can actually do that. They, they can, can stay say, healthy. They can say, okay, are we good enough at QB? We think we might be, but if we're not, we got this guy who we think can be great. Sure. Arizona's a good lesson now. I don't know still how good Kyler Murray's going to be. Mm-hmm. Pat, Kansas City, a good lesson in the last handful of years. We had Alex Smith, but we think this guy's going to be great. Who's going to have the kahunas to do it? Yeah. 
And you just gave us three teams. I think Philadelphia fits this mold, too. Of Bears? Teams that Chicago? Chicago? Chicago almost QB, would QB one. I know QB1, by QB the way. Because, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Next. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Out of the war room and into commercial.